Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Now, you've always some queries and questions banging around around hacks and time-saving things. And so I thought today I would touch on some of the things that I get people to do for their sales toolkit. Now, just to explain, first of all, what do I mean by a sales toolkit? Now, I'm all about selling in your own style, selling in your own, using your own vocabulary. Okay, so you should never ever adopt somebody else's sales patter or vocabulary or uh, approach uh, or use any scripts or anything like that because it's just not you. Um, however hard, difficult, hard, difficult, however difficult or hard conversations are, you know, you very rarely write yourself out a script. Um, you might go over key things that you want to cover, but you wouldn't write it out word for word because you're capable of stringing a sentence together. You know, you're an adult um, or, or very much an advanced child who must have come across my um, podcast um, and wonder what on earth they're doing. But, um, you know, you are a capable person who knows what they're doing, who can communicate with people, even when these conversations are difficult. So you do not need to rely on um, a script, a word for word of what you're going to say um, in a sales conversation. Now, when you do do that, um, people do go down that slippery slope and think, oh, you know, I can't do it. I need the, the words there. It actually takes away from you your ability to think and to respond to that situation. You go very, very robotic. And it's a bit like any sort of exercise, any sort of action that you get out the habit of doing. You get less and less practiced with it. And so you end up becoming really scuppered by something that in ordinary life, if you weren't putting the whole sales pressure behind it, um, would be a really straightforward conversation. So what I mean when I say a sales toolkit is you will be saying the same things, you'll be answering the same questions, you'll be doing the same explanations again and again and again. Okay, it might be to different people, but it's around the same thing because your ideal customer has the same need. Uh, and so you're you're selling to those needs. In selling to those needs, you're going to use the same sort of examples and explanations. And so that way, that means that, you know, you you can practice in advance. You can get ahead with this. And why wouldn't you? And that's what I'm talking around when I say toolkit is it's your go-to phrases, your stock responses that you have because you will hear the same questions and queries and problems again and again and again. And so by equipping yourself, you're much more polished. You've got your words, your terminology down to a T. You're able to use metaphors and things to elaborate and bring things to life. It's a lot more entertaining for your ideal customer and it's a lot more uh, insightful for them. It's a lot more effective. So having a toolkit of skills, of phrases of resources that you use it makes your life so much easier and who doesn't want to make their life easier who doesn't want to be more effective in front of a customer it, you know it won't just save you time it will save you money it will enable you to be more effective so you know make sure that you are prepared make sure that you've got that information at the ready for them um, and you know what to say in response so you know frequently ask questions 
they're frequently asked. If they're frequently asked, if you've got the same objection, say with price, then work on it. Talk to a friend, talk to somebody who can help you to get over that barrier uh, with that customer so that you have that go to phrasing and terminology and information there at the ready to meet that person's need, to explain what where they're at, what how you can help, what's going on, um, and overcome that objection. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice, you're doing your customer a disservice if you don't do that for them because it's very, very simple and straightforward. So, you know, there's other complicated things in a sales call, like when things come in very left field and you've not encountered them before to deal with. So make sure that those regularly recurring things are there at your fingertips ready to talk through. Um, Another thing that I've worked with clients for, and actually one of the guys off the academy had a major um, issue and, and time sap was with inquiries. So initial inquiries that come in, you are going to get window shoppers, okay? I appreciate over time window shoppers can get a little bit annoying. Now, what you want to bear in mind there is that not everybody is a window shopper and when they first start inquiring, you don't know the difference. Over time, you might be able to think, oh yeah, that this person fits the bill on somebody who isn't actually going to buy. Um, you know, they're just tire kicking, they're just window shopping, however you want to call it. But you can be surprised by those people. Some people who you are, you know, quick to write off. And this is what happened with one of the academy guys was, you know, they were quick to wipe them up as a time waster. And then this person went on to buy multiple things and also, you know, refer them on to their friends and family. So somebody who originally seemed like it was a bit of a waste of time and, you know, bit of a too much effort to give them the time of day, then became somebody who actually you need to to be looking after so you do not know and you need to treat everybody nicely kindly uh, you know everyone's been there where they've inquired with somebody who has been super super grumpy and you're just like yeah well I don't want to give you my business because if this is how you're going to treat me I'll go elsewhere now that person's probably you're probably like you know number 101 silly inquiry of the day and they've just had enough and I totally get that and I can see how that can happen um you know it gets tiring it gets relentless um it gets just really frustrating when people are asking the same sort of silly questions um asking you how much something is when it's already on the website or the information's already there um sometimes people do that because they're wanting to open a conversation with you and so they know that the information's there but they just want to open that conversation and understand it that bit more so that they can uh, open that dialogue and and get to know you um when you come back all grumpy um then that doesn't really help um they they've got to know the fact that you're grumpy and that they don't want to actually do any business with you so be aware that yes okay it's your 101th inquiry of the day for them it's their first inquiry their first experience their first touch point with you um bearing in mind you know saying that you will get repeat offenders uh, but then again if they're asking and then they're asking again then they're obviously interested so you know give people the benefit of the doubt and respond to their question and give them your time of day but what can you do to help them well with the client that we i had um within the academy it was very much they wanted to know initial prices on it'll be four or five different variations four or five different options and so what we did was we compiled a stock response 
okay? It was the same question. Now, you know, you might need to tailor it a little bit. You might need to put in there, you know, hey, so-and-so, um, and actually use the person's name. That's always nice, other than lovely or something else, which is clearly generic, which is really annoying. Um, so, you know, putting that person's name in there, addressing that person, you can do that each time. You can make the changes. Um, what I tend to do is do XXX in capitals and then highlight that section so that I know I need to change something in it. Um, and then you detail the information. The information is going to be the same. If you've got four or five items, then you have four or five responses. There's absolutely no need to recreate a response every time. Now, these things might come in on WhatsApp. They might come in on Messenger. You know, more and more communication is happening written rather than people phoning and asking and having an inquiry because they don't want that level of intensity of a conversation where they might get stuck on the phone they might get sold at if you're getting sold at in messenger you can just choose to ignore it and not listen to it but you feel obliged to continue with the conversation when you're on the phone to that person and so, you know, talk to your customer where they feel most comfortable. If that is in Messenger, if that is in WhatsApp, then go for it. So, you know, respond to them. Now, I've had lots of people say, oh, well, um, you know, I get loads of inquiries on Facebook. They're a total waste of time. They hardly ever come to anything. Okay, but they hardly ever. That means that sometimes they do. That means that they do need a response. So, you know, at the end of the day, people are scrolling. People get you know, carried away in the moment. But if you've responded nicely, then the next time that they're getting onto that thought pattern, the next time that that whatever it is, is on their radar, um, they will be thinking of you. So, you know, have a stop response. You can use something like um, Evernote or um, just notes is what I use because it goes between my, obviously my my different um, bits of equipment. and you can have stock responses on there. So I've got lots of go-to things that people ask me questions around. So different packages um, about podcast. So the podcast links, uh, my YouTube channel, things like that. So, you know, if people are like, oh, uh, you know, I'm looking for support with this or this, I'll tell them to check things out. You know, check out my podcast episode, such and such. Check out my uh, YouTube channel. Um, whatever it is that that you know, I can signal them too. So, you know, I have stock responses, I have links there. And so I can very quickly uh, put that person, point that person in the right direction at the information they're looking for. Um, It's repeated, you know, it's the same things again and again. So have those there. Um, There's nothing wrong with having them there. You can tailor them a little bit if you need to or you want to. Um, But they're yours, they're your resources, they're your responses. They're what you would say. So there's nothing wrong with putting them out there more than once because you're already doing that. Uh, You're just wasting your time. So have them um, in there so that you can be more efficient. um, And then, you know, you are saying all the right things. You're not having to remember what the key things I need to tell them because you can take your time. You can answer those three or four uh, product, different types of product inquiries like my client. uh, And then you're in a position where, you know, you are good to go. Uh, It's a copy and paste job, change their name, put in any other little bits of information uh, to relate it to them and and you're good to go. So, you know, both of those things, having your stock responses um, in your head, um, go to phrases for an actual sales interaction, as well as having written things can be really helpful. They make you be more efficient. They save you time. Uh, that you're going to have more of an impact if you are there and succinctly able to say and, and impart this information.
So do yourself a favor. You can do it as you go. You know, you can do it as a sit down activity. Um, it was really nice this week. Uh, I got a testimonial in from one of the guys in the academy and they said, you know, my biggest concern was actually how long, how much time this would take. But actually, because it was adaptations to what I'm already doing, I'm just adapting what I'm already doing. So I'm already using that time on my business. Um, it's just the fact that now I'm changing the the format or the way or the approach in which I'm doing it. So, you know, it's not something that you have to sit down and, and put time aside for. You can, you know, answer somebody's inquiry, uh, make a really decent job of it and then save that. And then you've got that there. So, you know, you could actually probably troll through your emails and you've already got or messages and you've already got, um, you know, a decent outline uh, for a, a good uh, stock response. Uh, you've probably already got things that you know that people you say to people on a regular basis that you could jot down. Um, I'd have it in a little notebook or have it somewhere where you can just quickly refer to so you can refresh it in your mind before you go into a call. When I say into a call, obviously it's less into now and more jumping on Zoom or on the phone or whatever. Um, but it's about having those those things front of mind so that when somebody says it, you can just be you know straight on it uh, with your response. That takes practice. Make sure that your go-to phrases you're saying out loud because uh, very, very often with go-to phrases, you struggle to say them out loud um, because it just seems a bit weird talking to yourself. So you say it in your head. Um, it sounds very, it's very different when you're hearing it and you can adapt it then to what that person's going to be hearing. So practice your go-to phrases and responses out loud so that you've you know, you're happy with the vocabulary you're using and how it flows. Uh, you just can't get that from doing it in your head. Uh, and then, you know, get out there and speak to those people. And, you know, with that, those go-to phrases, with that kit in place, that toolkit in place, you should feel more confident too, um, because you know that if the objection comes up, you can handle it because you've got it right there at your fingertips. So, you know, do yourself a favor, do your confidence in a call a favor and be that bit more prepared. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.